Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. say to my kids, I'm in your corner, I'm in your corner, and I can't keep them out of the fight. They're going to experience failure. They're going to experience some heartbreak. They're going to have some dreams that get dashed, but I'm going to be in their corner and helping them in the process. And if they can learn to kiss that wave, I bet the next time they're actually going to be able to surf it. Aloha, friends. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And thinking back to episode 85 with Alexander Kirkendall, we're still in the Christmas season. It's Christmas tide now if we're celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. I just hope you're savoring the season. Now, you are just listening to a few words from this interview with Mark Batterson, and I'm so excited to get to share this interview with all of you. As you're listening, if this is opening day of this podcast episode, today is the day of Mark's new book, Win the Day. And I am so excited to share this interview where we go over just a few of the habits he talks about in that book. And you guys, I am just such a fan. I'm a fan of Mark Batterson's writing. I'm a fan of his heart and his faith. But truth is, I'm kind of a motivational junkie. Like I love getting pumped up. I love New Year's. I love goals and getting excited and making plans. But more than anything, I love it when we can bring God into the center of all that and let him inspire us. And combining just my love for action and motivation with spiritual inspiration is as good as it gets. So I can't wait to share this episode with all of you. Now, again, I hope you had a great Christmas season. We have New Year's just around the corner, and there is so much I get to share with you in the new year. I'm so thankful for all of you who are a part of this community. I know this community has grown so much in the past few months, so thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one yet, I'd sure love it if you would do that right there on your phone. Also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, that's the best way to be notified each time. 
time a new episode comes out. Also, guys, I send out an email every Tuesday to my tribe of amazing uh, email subscribers. And this is where I share any new podcasts that have come out. Sometimes I'll share a recipe, some update from my family. If I have a question or I'm working on a project, those are the people who find out first. So if you are not yet an email subscriber, please join all of us at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Okay, guys, now I don't want to take any more time. I want to dive right in, let you listen to Mark Batterson and I talk about what it means to win the day. And we're talking about what this looks like as moms in our lives. We bring a lot of parenting stuff in because personally, I'm all about inspiring my kids to win their days when it comes to schoolwork, sports, everything they do. I think that our kids are watching us and modeling after us and everything we talk about, everything in this book can be applied to our parenting. And then at the end, we get to talk about a new children's book that Mark just released last fall that is so good. So we'll have links to everything we talk about over in show notes, which you can always find at Monica swanson.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode number 87. All right, guys, thanks so much for being here. Enjoy this conversation and I'll have a few final words to say at the end. Mark Batterson, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you, Monica. So good to be with you. It is so good to have you here. I've been a fan. I've read your books, just love everything that you're about. And there's so many things I would love to talk to you about here, and I'm thinking maybe I'll have to invite you back to cover some other books and topics, but you're talking to a group of boy moms here, and not just any boy moms, but you are talking to boy moms who are intentional, who want to raise their sons to be future world changers and leaders, and I am so excited about your brand new book. And I want to dive in and talk about that a little bit today, as well as a children's book that I just adore that you wrote with your daughter. But before we dive into all of that, can you just give a quick introduction, who you are, what you do, where you live, all that? Yeah. Well, by day, I pastor a church in Washington, D.C., one church, seven campuses called mm. National Community Church. And then I get up really early in the morning and I write <laughs> books. But I would say more than all of that. Uh, at the end of the day, I want to be famous in my home. And so uh, I love being a husband to my wife, Laura, and a father to our three kids, Parker Summer and Josiah, as well as a new little puppy that's about three <laughs> months old. But But that's another story for another day. That's right. Oh, I love it all. And we've both got Josiahs, so that's kind of special. You're a two-boy dad and... Sounds like you have an awesome daughter too. So, oh, I just love all that. Let's start off. Can you tell us a little bit, this this should air right about the day or at least within a week or so of your brand new book, Win the Day. And I just am so excited about it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then I have some specific questions I want to ask you. Yeah. Well, I think whatever goal you're going after, whatever problem you're trying to solve, whatever habit you're trying to break or build... It happens one day at a time, you know, whether you're training for a marathon or you want to write a book or you want to get out of debt or get a graduate degree, all of those things happen one day at a time. And so because of the timing, you know, I might mention that 75% of New Year's resolutions fail within the first month. And so I think maybe we stop setting New Year's resolutions and start establishing those daily habits that are really going to make a difference in our lives at the end of the year. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. And I just love this so much. I think maybe because 
there's a part of me that is just like a big motivational, like I was an athlete growing up, but I think I've got a cheerleader in me. Like I just love to get really hyped up and, and talk motivational stuff. But I also see where so often people do that, but they kind of leave God's word and God's sovereignty out of it. And the way you're able to bring God in at the head and yet cheer us all on to develop daily habits that really take out, you know, it's not like we just sit back and let God do all the work. We have to be involved too. And I am so big on daily habits, on hard work. I'm raising competitive surfers and my sons are going to be reading this book. Like they love to find, you know, ways to improve what they're all about. So I'm just super excited about it for all the boy moms out there who are raising sons who want to be excellent human beings. So I'm really glad you wrote this one. Uh, well, thank you. And I, I live by this kind of two-sided truth that you have to pray like it depends on God, but you also have to work like it depends on you. I think God really honors that that work ethic. And so whatever it is, you know, if you work at it long enough, hard enough and smart enough, I really believe that almost anybody can do almost anything. And, and the other thing I would add to the equation, Monica, is that I do believe that potential is God's gift to us. And then what we do with it is our gift back to God. And so every single day is just such an amazing gift. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that if we're really going to steward every single day the way that God intended. Mm, I love that. I uh, I know you've been on a number of podcasts and I forget which one I heard you talk about just that thing of adventure and how walking with God is supposed to be an adventure. And that's something I focus on a lot in my book, Boy Mom, just encouraging moms to realize that boys were made for adventure. And I just love that when we are walking with God, every day can be an adventure. So I love that you focus so much on that. Well, thank you. And and uh, I might just add one little thought that, and it's one of our mantras in the Batterson family, don't accumulate possessions, accumulate experiences. And so mm. it's, it is that idea of choosing adventure. And, and of course, that's how you create some of those memories that then form that bond uh, that we all want to have with our kids. Oh. Oh, totally. I couldn't agree more. That's how we live over here. So I love it. Well, your book is made up essentially of habits, right? You've got a list of seven habits that we can focus on, especially in the new year, which I love. Do you mind if we just touch on a couple of those and then hopefully everyone can just get their hands on the book for themselves and have an amazing new year? But I would love to just open up with your first habit. And I love the names of all these two. Your first habit is to flip the script. Can you tell us what that is all about? Yeah, at the heart of it, I think we need to live our lives in a way that's worth telling stories about. If you want to change your life, you really do have to change your story. And so, Monica, if you stop and think about it, all of us are born into someone else's story. And so our three mm. kids were born <laughs> into a story that uh, God was writing uh, in my life and Laura's life. And the same would be true with all of us. But at some point, we've got to understand that God really is writing his story. And I kind of like putting a hyphen in that word history, that God mm -hmm. is writing his story through each and every one of us. And so if we don't like the way our lives are going right now, maybe we're telling ourselves the wrong story. Maybe we need to give full editorial control to the author and perfecter of our faith. And when we do that, 
in my experience, uh, God can write a lot better stories than we can. Mm, I That is so good. I really love that. I love that, you know, even reviewing things that we've already been through, you talk about the negative self-talk and how we can change that. We don't have to look at things through the same filter we have before, but maybe there's a new way of seeing it. And that means so much to me because most of us, you know, especially as parents can look back and have things we regret or wish we could do differently. Even as parents, we can say, oh, when they were younger, I wish I had done this or that, but we can really see it through God's filter and it changes everything, doesn't it? It really does. And maybe maybe I could just speak a word of encouragement because I, every parent I know, we beat ourselves up and we have mm-hmm. some tough days and we lose yeah. our patience. But, you know, I, I might just say this, that, you know, you'll never be a perfect parent, but you can be a praying parent. And I really mm-hmm. do think prayer turns parents into prophets who shape the destiny of their children. And even the mistakes that we make, Monica, I think they they give us an opportunity to model how to say sorry and how to apologize. Yes. How are our kids going to learn how to do that unless we make a few mistakes and then we model for them how we handle some of those failures, some of those disappointments. And so even those bad days can can turn out to be some of our good days. I couldn't agree more. From experience, I will say amen to that one. And kids are so full of grace. They really are quick to forgive and they want to see, they want that connection with us, I believe. They want to feel um, right with mom and dad. And so when we own it and ask forgiveness, I think you're right. It's teaching them so much. I love it. Okay, well, the next one kind of just the the title alone um, of course, my family's going to love because habit number two is kiss the wave. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're all about waves around here. Tell us what you're talking about. Yeah, I have a bold prediction that uh, your boys, that's going to be their favorite favorite chapter mm-hmm. or favorite mm-hmm. habit. You know, it's actually, I'm pulling it from Charles Spurgeon, who said something pretty profound. He said, you have to kiss the wave that throws you against the rock of ages. In other words, when you when you encounter those challenges, the adversity, uh, even the failures, understand that the obstacle is not the enemy. The obstacle is the way. And, uh, you know, I might just take a moment to share this little story because I think all of us, immediate family, extended family, almost all of us know someone who has gone through a physical challenge or maybe gotten a tough diagnosis. And so I actually share the the story of my wife who, you know, mid forties gets diagnosed with breast cancer Mm, and really the turning point in that battle. And it is scary. Listen, if if that's you and you're listening and you're scared, that Mm. is the normal reaction, but perfect love casts out all fear. I would say that first. Mm-hmm. And then second, you know, Laura was reading this poem and it posed a question, what have you come to teach me? And Monica, that was a turning point mm-hmm. for us yeah. because we realized that there were some things that that maybe we needed to learn. And, and I can say that, you know, praise God, she she fought that battle. She came out the other side. She's probably healthier than she's ever been, for which we are profoundly grateful But I would say that the key moment was kissing the wave. It was saying, what have you come to teach us? 
And it really threw us against the rock of ages. But I, I think we're more grounded. And I think we uh, probably love each other and take each other a little less for granted after a moment like that. And so, you know, those who might be going through a tough time, I, I think that habit is a hard one, but it's a critical one in the process of winning the day. Mm, wow, that is huge. Thank you for sharing that story. It's so encouraging. And and I do think as parents that the younger we start to teach our kids to look at obstacles this way and to recognize that there's a lesson to be learned there, that that's just a great tool for parents and, and what a benefit they're giving their kids as they grow up to see already have that perspective. So I love it. Okay, habit number three. This was a fun one again. Eat the frog. And it says, if you want God to do the super, you've got to do the natural. So good. Talk to us. That's really good. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Twain is uh, famous for having said, if you ever have to eat a live frog, do it first thing in the day, because then the hardest thing is behind you, <laughs> which is to me hilarious. Like I have yeah. no idea where that thought came from, but, <laughs> but it is that idea that you know, if you procrastinate those those difficult challenges, they only get harder. Tough decisions always get tougher. And so part of what I'm advocating with that third habit is how do you hit the ground running? And I, and I want to be careful. I, you know, for some people, it might be getting up and doing sit-ups or push-ups. But for other people, Monica, it might be getting up and getting into God's Word or mm -hmm. even spending a few moments in meditation. I think we each have to figure out what are those rhythms and routines, those daily rituals that are going to produce the kind of results that we want at the end of the week, end of the month, end of the year. And so the, the goal there is to maybe push us a little bit uh, to eat the frog. And at the end of the day, I, I think you'll be uh, glad that you did the, the hardest thing first. Yep. Love that. Love that for um, for us personally as adults, but also for our kids. And, and it's just, it's tough. It's tough for a teenager to want to get up and eat the frog. But I do think that when they've practiced it for a while, they start to see it. They start to see, but sometimes you got to do it for a while before you see what the rewards and, and the blessings are of yeah. doing the hard stuff. And, and if you found Monica, it's hard for me not to be a sort of a helicopter parent, not to almost, I almost want my kids not to have to go through some of the challenges that I oh, yeah. did, but I wonder if we're actually robbing our kids in that process because you know, it, it's those experiences that I think created some emotional fortitude that, that grew me up, that matured me. And so as a parent, sometimes I want to spare my kids. And I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting that we have to go out of our way to make it harder than necessary. But I do yeah. think that, you know, a lot of parenting, especially as our kids get older, it's just Tough being love is right in there. there with them. I, I always say, <laughs> yes. I always say to my kids, I'm in your corner, I'm in your corner. And I can't keep them out of the fight. They're, they're gonna have yes. they're gonna experience failure. They're gonna experience some heartbreak. They're gonna have some dreams that that get dashed, but I'm gonna be in their corner and helping them in the process. And if they can learn to kiss that wave, I bet the next time they're actually gonna be able to surf it. Mm, that is so good. I love it. And I, I think you're 
super gracious even in how you're presenting it. I, I created a course for parents called the character training course. And, and I do actually in one of the modules kind of um, give a little tough love and say that actually some of our kids do have a little too easy of a life, I think. And that if we really want to grow kids of character, that yes, sometimes we do need to find things to make their life a little harder. And of course, I mean that with all the love in the world. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to torture them, but sometimes they need some good challenges and some kids have a really, really easy life. So I'm I'm all for looking for ways, whether it's through just giving them some hard work to do or making them go out and get a job. But Heck yes. I think character is built and grows out of some of those hard things. And again, back to adventure, I talk a lot about just how important it is that our kids, especially boys, but all kids, experience real life adventure, experience real, you know, hard things, doing hard things physically, learning hard things, reading hard books, because then they're going to be less likely to go searching for adventure in unhealthy places. And so um, I do believe that the more stuff they have to face, the more character they're going to develop. And I just love you talk. I think it was on um, Part in the Mess, maybe with Cynthia Yanoff, that you were talking about that long endurance in the same direction. And I was on my Peloton amening you going, yes, long (laughs) endurance. It's hard for kids, but we got to keep pressing them on to do it. And I love that you're in your kid's corner because that means they're in the fight. So. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny, Monica. I wonder just knowing who, who is listening to this podcast, I think it would be worth me sharing what I did with my, with my boys and with my daughter. Um, Please do. You know, I, I took them through a year of discipleship with an intellectual challenge, a physical challenge, and a spiritual challenge where I really was trying to push them. We actually signed a covenant together, and and then we ended those experiences with sort of a rite of passage. And so with my oldest son, we hiked the Grand Canyon from rim to rim, and we did it in July. It was, I, I kid you not. It was 110 degrees get this, oh, in the shade. I lost 13 oh. pounds in two days when I came <laughs> out the other side of the canyon. But those are the experiences that bond us when we go through something, kind of go after a challenge together. And then you'll, you'll appreciate this. Probably some of the most criticism I've ever received as a father was I actually attempted the escape from Alcatraz where you swim through shark-infested waters from Alcatraz Island to San Francisco with my daughter. And I What in the world? You are nuts. So here's the deal. I I have to be honest. (laughs) I love it. On the boat and there's so much fog that on the morning of the race, they canceled it. And who knows? Maybe that saved my life. I don't know. But (laughs) I got so much criticism from people like, how could you do that? I can't believe you would let your daughter swim that with you. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking she's a lot stronger swimmer than I am. So if anybody's <laughs> going down, it's her dad. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun. But I think we're cut from the same cloth. That yeah, uh-huh. things you, you go after challenges, you choose adventure, and in the process, I think it stretches us, and we become that God intended us to be. Oh, absolutely. I just love all of that. So good stuff. There are four more great habits that I love and I could dive into and talk to you all day, but I'm going to let everyone get the rest of them 
in your book, which should be available by the time people are listening to us. So I'm excited about that. But before we sign off, I have to touch on something else because I have so enjoyed reading your children's book, God Speaks in Whispers. And I just didn't want to end this conversation without just touching on that briefly. It is so beautifully written and the illustrations are so great. And this is something you wrote with your daughter, right? It it is. And so it it was pretty special, Monica, because some of my best memories as a dad are reading those bedtime story Mm -hmm. books when our kids were little. And those are sacred moments. Now, I know that, you know, if you have little kids and you're listening, sometimes you're so tired, you just want to you want to <laughs> tuck them into bed and check out. But uh, mm-hmm. those are holy moments. Those are opportunities when you have a captive audience. And so, so many wonderful memories. And then to be able to turn around and write a book Uh, with my daughter, I have to say, is really one of the great joys of my life. Oh, I just love it. And it's such an important topic. It's something that I think, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it from how how it came together or what made you decide to write this and, and what we could learn from it? Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of mm, God. And so you know, it's for big people, but I have learned that kids actually have a unique advantage. Now, we know this is true. Kids can pick up a second language faster than their parents because there's something about the way that they're wired that they can absorb it. And in the same way, I think kids have a unique ability to hear the voice of God. And so we wanted to then take that book whisper and turn it into God speaks in whispers for kids. And Mm. the idea is very few of us will hear the audible voice of God between 20 and 20,000 Hertz. God usually speaks in ultrasonic or infrasonic. He speaks through, through creation. He speaks Mm. through people. Uh, he speaks through promptings. He speaks through dreams and through doors, Mm -hmm. the opens and closes. I think kids Um, are able to begin to hear God's voice. And so really the goal is to create some of those moments, maybe around bedtime, where a parent is reading to a child and uh, it creates this conversation. Have you ever heard the voice of God? And is it possible to maybe hear his voice when a bird chirps or when you see a big blue glacier uh, or all of these moments when you're having fun with your friends. And so, you know, like any other parent, I love those uh, feel-good books, you know, Goodnight Moon or Moose with a Muffin. Those are great. But we wanted to write something that would maybe create some conversations that would begin to seed faith and and to shape uh, the heart of kids uh, at a very early age. Mm, I love it. And I just love, did you say your daughter's got the gift of rhyme because it's just so cute. It flows so well. Yeah. I have to give credit for the rhyming to her. And and I promise you, I did none of the illustrations, which are absolutely beautiful, but uh, it, uh, it's a pretty special book. And it's, you say it's for about three to seven-year-olds, is that right? Yeah. I would say it's for three to seven-year-olds, but it kind of reminds me of like Pixar. It's for kids, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, Monica, it's for big yeah. people, right? I, I was just going to say, because my my 10-year-old loved hearing it. 
And my, I read it out loud to my husband and he was like, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Good theology. Think, good. Uh, everything. It's fun. It's fun for big people too. Yes. Well, we'll be linking to that in show notes as well. Well, Mark, you're a busy guy. I don't want to keep you. It's launch week. There's a lot going on, but what an awesome way for us to all go into the new year with your brand new book, Win the Day, but also hopefully people can get uh, God Speaks and Whispers to read it to their kids and benefit from it as parents as well. So before we hop off, can you just tell people if they want to track you down right now and follow you online, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, thanks, Monica. It's at Mark Batterson on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then markbatterson.com. In fact, uh, folks can download chapter of the book. Uh, I even have uh, seven steps to setting life goals. If someone's interested in doing that kind of at the as a a little bit of an exercise going into a new year, um, but would love to connect with people in those places. So good. You can take your kids if you've got older kids, especially through those. That would be awesome. Good thing to do in the new year with your children. So, oh, well, Mark, thank you. Thank you so much. You are such an encouragement and an inspiration to me. So just appreciate your time here talking to all the boy moms. Thank you so much. Hey, Monica, thanks so much. God bless and happy new year. Aloha. Right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that and maybe got a little bit pumped up like I did. I just love chatting with Mark. He's an amazing guy and really he's written so many good books. So I'll link to a few of our favorites in the show notes, which are once again over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast, or you can go directly to episode dash 87. Thanks for being here. Get ready for an amazing new year ahead, guys. We're finally wrapping up 2020. Isn't that a good feeling? And I have great hope and expectation for a much better year ahead. God will never leave us or forsake us. And I believe he's got great stuff ahead for all of us. So guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.